Sorry, oh, hey, Stephen. Stephen, mm-hmm. I was wondering, well, well, Alex is looking at the thing. So how did you do on your on your comedy thing? Did you not do we, it? Did we got win? we got second place. Aww. So that's that's like winning, pretty much. Uh, so you get so the like same prize as winning, which is nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay, and you feel and just feel like good the about next yourself. Day, you feel empty the next day either way, so it really doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> good deal. <laughs> yeah, we we got second place two years ago too. So okay, uh, but that adds up. That adds up to first, right? Together, I think it adds up to fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Beat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books and movies and occasionally television. This is episode number 239. We have now done as many episodes as the number of chapters in the Book of Mormon. Oh, that's that's a lot of them. Yeah, it seems a little (laughs) long to me, but maybe they're one of those cool short chapters books. Oh, the Book of Mormon by Dan Brown starring Robert Langdon. (laughs) The Book of Mormon early readers series. And then Joseph uh, Joseph Smith put on a fake mustache and infiltrated the enemy, and he used his GPS soap device. <laughs> kind of like this story. And then Agent Simpkins crashed into God with his heliplane. <laughs> Speaking of stuff that made one was made by one guy and had a lot of ideas. Uh, this week we're talking about Food Fight, the 2012 computer animated family film written, directed, and produced by Larry Kasanoff. This week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address and sign up for a trial, you can get an audiobook for free, which is a pretty good deal. And also, this episode is sponsored by uh, one of you. It was sponsored by... I should have had this and I didn't. Um, <laughs> no, you're vamping it. It's I'm working well. Vamp- I'm killing it with Nobody vamping. can tell. Nobody can <laughs> I, uh, Okay, so Chris, ooh. you'll say you'll write cut here. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, That's Did you just put on wacky comedy glasses? <laughs> These are uh, low eye strain reading glasses, but basically the same thing. They're super wacky, though. So this week's episode was also sponsored by Zach. Uh, Zach had this to say: uh, "I really want as many. Yeah, the more people who experience this move, the better. Uh, I really wanted you to. I'll you give this a move. What? The more people who experience this, this move, the better. Yeah, he is uh, from the Zach Moving Company." Oh. <laughs> it's a really good move. <laughs> it's like the Ronnie and Sammy also, movie company. I want you guys to review lunges because the more people experience that move, the better for me. <laughs> I anyway, thanks for sponsoring Zach. Uh, this, I, I'm glad you're trying to spread the word of this because I had never heard of it, and I'm so glad I have now. I don't know how I lived without it. <laughs> I don't. I, I see the reason why you need other people to watch it because, like, no one will believe me. Is yeah, the yeah, problem? Sort of like, <laughs> no, I too. It was sort of like so, he, had, he had a weird dream, and he was able to implant the same dream in all of us so we could talk about how weird the dream was. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly what it felt like. It didn't feel like you actually watched anything. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird. If you want to force us to read any topic of your choice or watch anything or share in any bad dream that you have had, go to readdustweep.com right now. Sign up for our mailing list, and when we open up sponsorships any day now, you'll be the first to know. Uh, let me introduce your panel. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Let me introduce you to the rest of the panel, though. We have some great people on today. You might be familiar with this panel. It's uh, one of our most popular. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Hello, Alex. I seem to be some kind of cheese whiz character, and I'm going to get stuck in a cow's butt for over five minutes. <laughs> Was this the... This is in what? one of the fight scenes. Did that happen? Wait, there, he got stuck what? in a cow's butt? I don't remember that. Uh, how did you guys miss this? Yes, there's a character, not not the French cheese guy. There's a different cheese-based character. Cheese like weasel. Orange. Yeah. No, 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 another cheese-based <laughs> character. The, wait, the weasel was cheese? Yeah, he was the cheese weasel. Yeah. He did have uh, a weird texture. Oh, you know what the cheese weasel looked like? I was watching, for reasons that I don't need to explain, uh, a British broadcast of an American sporting event the other day. And okay. there, so I was watching. <laughs> Don't ask me about this, all right? <laughs> and anyway, but the 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 British ad, British ads are absolutely insane. Oh yeah! And there was one which was this talking salami who <laughs> ate his own hand, mm? which Holy was shit. also salami. But like, why would a salami have the taste for salami? 
It was the craziest thing, and that character That's... was the same as Cheezle Weasel. Wow. That salami. That was a cry for help. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, <laughs> right? Like, there's no world yeah. in which it's okay to eat your own hand, even if you're made of salami. I can't think of one. And, and, and salami doesn't regrow more salami. That's not. It's <laughs> not how salami works. Well, who knows with like the way food pie. science is progressing. Well, yeah, that's one. And two, maybe it was like salami zombies. Oh, so oh, it's zombies. Salamis? Sal- <laughs> Zom- yep, that's what I meant. Uh, also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Brooklyn, New York, it's Mr. Chris Smith. Alex, it warms my heart the way you love my raisins. Tough guy. <laughs> Except that I'm a dog and raisins would kill me. Well, in what? this case, I was the whoa, voice whoa, really? of a character who looked like a normal human with the ears and whiskers of a cat. Yeah, so, so, he's, so he, he's a dog with human like characteristics, but she's just a person with some cat features, so she yeah. has to kiss his dog mouth with her human mouth. Yeah, they almost showed it, and then they didn't. I was really pissed off. Because it would have been terrifying. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> also joining us today, our very special guest, requested by Zach, our sponsor. He's at Carter Street 42. <laughs> In Washington, D.C., <laughs> it's Stephen Carter. How about we get Chef Boyardee to make us a huge feast among his dinner? Or he could play stickball with Mr. Clean. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I highlighted that. Stickball with Mr. Clean, definitely an innuendo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love that that's the dialogue in the movie that we all watched. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could compare that to uh, Cold Farted Itch. <laughs> yeah. The oh, yeah. insult that he has for the witch lady, uh, which is like true. they censored the the well they they censored bitch into itch, but then they uncensored hearted into farted. I guess. <laughs> I yeah, don't, it's tough. That's a tough one to picture. I think visually, <laughs> farts are not generally cold, and I'm not sure like where the itch is coming in. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's an intentional spoonerism. Is how I thought. <laughs> you know. Uh, remind me of spoonerism. I mean, obviously, it's where I know, you but switch the, the letters. So it's like saying instead of uh, you know, that, it's a cold day. You said it's a dull. Arted Fitch. Then that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, that's right. But they were pretty close to it. <laughs> yeah, they were close to a lot of stuff in this. Movie, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> close, close to greatness. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. If there's one thing that we can say about the 2012 film Food Fight. It really is that it flew too close to the sun. <laughs> it, it tried too hard to be perfect and then just yeah. barely failed. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. But let's find out what happened for this because you oh, may God. have missed this because everybody did. Um, <laughs> I think, was it straight to video here? I think it was straight to video in the U.S. It was straight to video here, yeah. in It the was US. released yeah. in theaters in, in, in the, the U.K. UK? made $13,000, which uh, it's not a lot it for is. a $60 million <laughs> it, movie. It, 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 yeah, I think in, in, in pounds, that means one person bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible country to live in. Ugh. And yeah. salamis are eating each here, other. Though, the, movies, the movies cost $13,000. Yeah, yeah, but if you come here, you can buy whatever you want. That's the cool thing. Oh, right. British people are rich here. I would love mm-hmm. to see like a British person's reaction like after seeing this movie and thinking that's all they know about America. Oh, God. Oh, actually, speaking of reactions to people seeing this movie, I want to send this back in time to like 1790 with like you know, when like the French Revolution is going on because I wait, wait, wait. have like the French like uh, <laughs> like national anthem like Marseillaise and like they're singing it like about like the USDA and like food uh-huh. and I just I want to say like this is what this is what democracy got you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like the that in this <laughs> this uh, experiment you're doing, this thought experiment, you've already cleared with the French people from a, the 1700s this movie technology, the, like the <laughs> moving com- picture technology, computer computer animated graphics. moving pictures. They're like, okay, I got past all that. Now tell me something about democracy and American food system. <laughs> yeah. Right. Provided you understand all of the puns about processed American snack foods. <laughs> well, that's a given. Well, but Chris, since everyone missed it, I need you to summarize the style for yeah. us. Summarize it today. Oh boy. Summarize the movie. In the style of brand Nazi, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. G- generic brand Nazi. Right. right. Off. Yeah, they can't actually call themselves Nazis because they couldn't afford the, the licensing. <laughs> <laughs> but they could get to tuna. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They got to tuna and Mr. Clean, but instead yeah. of the Nazi party, it was brand X. Right. Yes. One name, one X. <laughs> Everything the same. Uh, I think to understand this movie first, 
you guys. You have to understand that this was a response to the movie Toy Story, um, which came out... Uh, 94. No, 94. Wow, that long ago. This yeah. was supposed to be Toy Story, but with food. Uh-huh. And so the, the premise here is that it's a supermarket, and after clothes... Instead of toys coming to life, and instead of specifically food coming to life, because <laughs> right. that's a little weird, um, it's the marketing, it's like the brand icons of the food that come to life. So it's like so wait, Chris, Captain does, does Crunch. Does the packaging come to life? Does no, the, no, 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 creature it's stay no. on the packaging while they talk? No, and if you had five boxes of cereal, it's not as though you get five Captain Crunches. <laughs> you just get one Captain Crunch. I, I, was I like that idea, though. I like that idea, though. Yeah. I like no, the idea also. No, Chris, yeah. do they live in what would appear to be supermarket shelves? <laughs> they or don't. do they sometimes fly by planes? Indeed not. Indeed not. They live in a separate world that seems to exist solely between the, the shelves. Yeah, where though? <laughs> I Which did is, not understand the geography. But hold on a Similar second, to Chris. a shark's tail. Wait, Chris. It's, it's an entire city made <laughs> out of and for uh, marketing... Materials, but Chris, if they were to come alive during the day, <laughs> yes. would they be able to interact with humans? They would, but because they're so much <laughs> smaller than humans, they would get crushed underfoot. <laughs> Unless they happen to be a very sexy lady, in which case they could probably talk to that human and order them about. But we'll get to that okay, later. But Chris, are they all? <laughs> are they all like normal brands that you're used to? Or are some of them farting cheese captains? Not at all! There are a few brands you might have heard of, and then the rest are completely made up to be similar enough to existing brands, but completely separate for the sake of copyright law. Dex the dog detective, the lead guy, that was supposed to be like McGruff the crime dog, right? Well, he was somewhere between... Ruff, Gruff McGruff, or sorry, Ruff McGruff? I don't know what his name is. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, and, and the dog detective from Sam and Max Hit the Road. And but Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones, yeah. and a cop. But he's supposed to come from a cinnamon-flavored cereal. That made no and sense. And that was incredibly <laughs> I unclear. was interested in trying it, though, to be, to be fair. Oh, I would totally eat the shit out of that. But also, <laughs> the, the slogan for that was the secrets inside which makes no sense yeah because once you'd open it you'd find the secret well where else are secrets they're not outside <laughs> what, what about in like geocaching <laughs> the, the, the secret is in metadata that's still inside <laughs> well so wait so chris let me ask you a question then yes uh, sir but what i'm curious about is were these characters like living their lives and dis- talking as people might or were they exclusively making food puns <laughs> i think it's somewhere in the middle i think they were talking as people might to one another if those people were really fascinated with food puns <laughs> wait, 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 chris follow up were the rest of the comments very uncomfortable sex innuendos or farts oh my- yeah, <laughs> well, sure, you got your sex innuendo, you got your fart joke, you got your food pun, but I don't see how that's different than how I live my life every single waking moment. Except if you combine the three of them, does it still sound like a family fun cartoon? No, no, it does not. <laughs> like, but was it aimed at adults? Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. So let me just talk about what happens in this movie, sure. so we can kind of cleared get up the there. setting. Okay. Right? So anyway, okay. let's let's talk about it. So the city, uh, the 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 BMOC best guy in the entire city, his name is Dex Dog Detective, and he yeah, is yeah, a let's detective. Let's not say the dog detective. His name is Dog Detective. Dog Detective. That's right. Uh, he is a cop. He appears to be the only law enforcement in the city, <laughs> and his job seems to be rescuing baskets of kittens away from rats who are voiced by Harvey Firestein. Oh. So anyway, uh, you know, whenever you get competing interests, there needs to be some sort of law and order, and Dex is that law and order. He has solved 200 straight cases, he is on top of the world, and he has a lovely girlfriend, Sunshine, who is a raisin uh, brand ambassador, um, who's voiced by Hilary Duff, and he is going to propose to Sunshine the, uh, that night. And Chris, so with the if help- I may, a quick point of, uh, a point of clarification, Marketropolis. Oh, Marketropolis, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's exa- also Chris. 
so the the the, the director uh, Lawrence Kazanoff, how could he have failed when he in the past produced Chud Two, Bud the Chud? Uh, I, I, this is on my list of things to talk about. <laughs> I I have so many thoughts on Larry Kazanoff, but yeah, he produced. But his thing, he produced Mortal Kombat, Terminator Two, and True Lies. And wait. Chud to Bud the Chud. And no. also, which of course now I desperately want to see, Chud, of course, <laughs> is C-H-U-D as an acronym for Cannibalistic Human Underground something. Oh, I can't remember. Um, and and apparently Chud 2 is not super related to Chud 1. <laughs> Can our new sequel thing be Bud the Chud? <laughs> Bud the Chud. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you are, oh yeah, right. Oh right, instead Divergent Two, but the Chud, yeah. Sister Act Two, but the Chud. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> definitely. That's our new one. Absolutely. Oh. Hey, Chris, right. I would I would hate to der- derail your summary. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you Steve. said you said that night he plans on proposing. I didn't happen to notice a difference between night and day in the sky. In fact, it <laughs> always looked like a migraine. well steven the reason is they only uh marketropolis only really comes alive when humans leave and so that's Mm -hmm. at nighttime so their daytime when their false marketing sun comes out and you know (laughs) false marketing birds start chirping is actually dusk is actually nighttime so when it's the end of their day it's actually the beginning of our day as humans Mm -hmm. so i said that night even though the sun in marketropolis was up but uh, with with the help of uh, his friend Daredevil Dan, voiced by Wayne Brady, a chocolate squirrel. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's for all the world like a walking, talking squirrel wearing the top half is like a 1920s pilot, and the bottom half is wearing MC Hammer pants. Uh huh. And he's got these, like, he's got huge gloves, and he's always dancing. He's I don't all- care what year it is. Wayne Brady is always like your fourth tier buddy. You know, <laughs> like he's not voicing anything higher than like that's dipping low. So, well, yeah. but actually, the 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 voices, <laughs> the voice actors are an important part of understand of like why this is so mysterious. Because if it was just nobodies, then it would be like okay, this is just a low budget film. But it's Charlie Sheen and Eva Longoria and uh, Eva Longoria and Hilary Duff, like and uh, and Haley Duff, arguably one of the better Duffs. <laughs> Haley Duff was almost not pictured in this film. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. I mean, there were some actual, yes. yeah, like actual actors, which just is all the more mystifying. Uh, also, have we, let's mention. So, this is a computer animated film. It is mm-hmm. uh, in the style of before we knew how to make computer animation. Yeah, in the style it, of Dire Straits music videos. Yeah, I think. the Real styles weird. were just really inconsistent. It felt like though that there was like one person who was competent and surrounded by people who weren't. Like the textures were okay. <laughs> Except like like a melon when it hit somebody just turned into green goo. Oh yeah, yeah. I would hate to, dis- <laughs> d- to dis- derail your summary, Chris, but I do want to talk about that thing Stephen just said for a second, which is I that one. I feel like that one person. On, we've talked about this before. There's like one person in every movie who's great, or every bad comedy had like one great writer. I mm-hmm. wish we had a name for that, like the one person who's there for us, like our person. And it can't be Bud the Chud because we're using that for other things. <laughs> Bud the Chud. <laughs> but he's like he's like my buddy who's on this this movie trying to make my life better. Yeah, yeah. poor yeah. Bud the Chud doesn't know how he got there. Yeah, he's trying to make the best. He's of the, the one who goes situation. on to better things. He's the one who knew it was bad but kept working. I don't. I don't know. Everyone. I don't know. There were so many people involved in this movie. Did they all know how bad it was? That's the real good question. I mean, there's some great. So so. I mean, Chris, hate to derail the summary, but one of the points. <laughs> um, so, so this—I don't know if you guys ran up on this, but basically, like, it cost like over forty-five million dollars to make. Um, at one <laughs> point, so it um, the there was a, a clause apparently in the insurance policy where uh, that I guess one of the investors could invoke that would allow the insurance company to complete this as quickly and cheaply as possible. Yeah, so it got like it was supposed to be released in 2003 and then it got pushed back and then it pushed back and eventually the insurance company forced it out, which is always a good sign with a movie when it's put out yeah. by the insurance company after the people have gone bankrupt. So basically, he's going to propose to her, she runs off for some uh, obscure reason and she never comes back and it cuts to 6 months later, she's still gone. Dexon is no longer a dog detective, is merely a nightclub owner for the nightclub, the uh, Copa Banana. 
uh, in, in town. <laughs> yeah, get it? Yeah. Get it? And, uh, and they learn that Marketropolis is being threatened. What's it being threatened by? An outside force. Brand X. A generic brand is coming into the supermarket and is taking over the shelves. Mm. And they are, for all the world, exactly like Nazis. And it doesn't make it better that the existing residents of Marketropolis are called Ikes. But it is. The icons are called Ikes. Which is. Also, it's not just that they, like, are playing the role of Nazis, it's that they do uh, the Nazi salute while they march. They have Nazi well, the Nazi salute, on all of their buildings. Nazi salute with some extra jazz hands. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. like sure. some an embellished than that. Sure, the German yeah. accent, yeah. the insistence on uh, superiority and uh, of their brand over everything <laughs> Just else. Generic superiority. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and and the main Brand X representative is uh, Lady X, who's voiced by Ava Longoria, and she is very sexy, wasn't she, boys? Mm. Uh, her hair was made out of plastic, right? That was what was yeah, going yeah, on there. The, Stephen liked the, te- the textures, but I don't understand. <laughs> it was it was a texture. Looking, they did yeah. pull off a texture. It was a good texture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway. The texture on Cheezle Weasel was the most disturbing. It was very disturbing. <laughs> it was waxy and yeah, oh, it was shiny. <laughs> Yeah, it was disturbing the way a real weasel is, but for completely different reasons. Right. (laughs) Because it was made out of cheesel. Yeah. (laughs) So just at one point, like, um, you know, six months later and like plus two days, uh, the dog detective finally finds Sunshine. um, And like, she's in pretty good shape for being held captive and having her essence like milked from her for the last six months. Like, she's pretty perky about it all. Yeah, Yeah, she ate a lot of raisins and uh, that helped (laughs) her. Aren't dogs not supposed to eat raisins? Yeah, it's totally yeah, bad for them. Totally. Totally. Next totally dog detective loves to eat raisins. Yeah, well, it's yeah. also weird that it's like sort of her product. It's sort of like part, it's like coming out of her and she's tossing them to, I don't know. It's about yeah. as weird as a salami eating his own hand. Yeah. It is. It's that weird. <laughs> it's about that weird. So, Chris. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, there's a main, there's a big war. Yeah. Uh, a food fight, as it were. Sorry. You left out the part where he sends an email. Could you go back and talk about that part? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I don't want to. Um, um, so aided by a, an, a tough guy Italian moose and the California raisins, and, and they all hurl food at the fascists. Yeah, so there's a big food fight. You know, like anything, there's troops marching at each other. There's a dog fight in the air. <clears throat> there's a last-minute gambit to, to save sunshine from the tower. Uh, and destroy the bad guys, and it all pretty much works out for the good guys. Oh, but the Man. bad guys, not not as much. The bad guys, less so. They get more covered in food than the good guys. I'm I am a think. little curious. How does Cheezle the Weasel turn out? He <sighs> turns out okay, actually. He winds up I, being the improbable hero. Yeah. Yeah, a Weasley hero. So, yeah. Weasley hero. <laughs> I, I mean... That's our show, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's sort of it. There's a there's there is a point in which they have to venture out into the human world for a second and actually fight a human, but that yep. human turns out to be a robot suit, right? Uh, piloted With, by Lady by X. a small Ike. Apparently, yeah, that's, that's possible as well. Yes, there's a lot of these questions raise more questions. Um, well, fortunately, we'll get to that in a, in a later segment. But it does feel like the show's almost over. So let's. Let's. It's been a long show already, so we'll get it moving. I'm really sorry. No, no. It's, it's just. It's so hard to explain what's going on without first talking about how weird what's going it is. On. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say we were we were derailing you, but no, you're right. Take your take credit for that. This was your fault. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's time for the compliment sandwich. We like to middle and end with a compliment. It's uh, it's just how we do. So, Stephen, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in our opening compliment. Uh, I'll go first. Great. Lay it on us. <clears throat> So, um, I so much to compliment, but let me start with this. When I, I was trying to figure out, cause they, it, it's not an important part of the plot, like what Dex dog detective, what he's the mascot for. And I just didn't know. So I rewatched it at the end just to find out. Right. And I found out he's on the box of cereal and that you see that when I think it's like zooming in on him or his house or it's very unclear yeah. where anything is taking. Well, place. he has a bowl of cereal on his carpet in his office. 
Oh, I didn't notice that either. Okay. Either. So yeah, he's a serial mascot. Who knew? But anyway, as you were, as like they pan and show like where he lives or whatever it is, you can see other like advertisements and other like brand names in the background that weren't referenced in the movie. And I just thought they were funny. One of them was ant acid, which ah. <laughs> to me, I just love the idea of like an ant that's made of acid or spits acid. <laughs> so, like it's a very, very amusing or an ant that you eat right before you have chili. Right. I mean, either way, it's very, very funny. But Aunt Acid is just like the worst children's cartoon. Or like your aunt and uncle Acid. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very no, people. It's, it's it's not a not Aunt Acid. Oh, Ezra. Uh, I do like I do like that. Just like the like the rats and even the chocolate squirrel. Where it was like this might not be the best thing to put on a food product. Yeah, I don't want to eat an I don't want an ant mascot for a medicine. Yeah. Well, that gets me to the the other one that I wanted to say. Uh, there's one. There's another cereal, I believe, that's called Tasty Treasures, and it's it's clearly a dog that looks like he's taking a shit and knows he's being mischievous about it. <laughs> <laughs> you would describe the mascot of this cereal as just devious shitting dog. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like it's, its pants are down and it's like turned around toward the camera and look, looks kind of guilty but has a smile on its face. There's also a treasure chest in the background, so you know there's. Some deniability so here, that's how it's... you know it, it means it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly god uh i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna compliment next because mine is sort of similar which is well okay so in general i did not like the puns oh god the puns but yes. like frankly my dear i don't give a spam like just lazy yeah that was hard terrible puns uh but i do um it like it, it felt to me like they just wrote the puns and then tried to put a story around them but yeah, I agree. the one that I did enjoy, the only one I enjoyed is they had some names on buildings in Marketropolis and there was a place that was called the Melon Rouge. And I thought that yep, was okay. Right with that. Melon That's Rouge okay. is kind of, it's all right. That's that was, that was a Bud the Chud joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the one that our, our buddy Bud, our friend Bud the Chud was able to do. I'll, I'll, I got a Bud the Chud joke that I want to get all right, out you there. You think Bud wrote yours too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> Because it was a sight gag, right? It wasn't really, like, referenced much. Um, so there... Uh, at one point, I think there was, like, a sexy, like, uh, seduction dance uh, for uh, the brand X uh, Femme Fatale and, and our dog detective. They kick up, like, uh, some some knives in the air. They all, like, fall around them in a circle. Like they just don't and, care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two things that hit. One is, like, a tugboat. Another one is a kitchen sink. Yes. Um... And I'm like, like hey, it's everything sink. in the kitchen sink. Yeah, although it's weird because like I think the kitchen sink hits first, and then after that, a tugboat, <laughs> which is kind of everything but the kitchen sink, and then the kitchen sink, and then a tugboat. As the saying goes. <laughs> yeah, there was That's a much funnier joke when you deliver it than yeah, when it, it was. Yeah, yeah, in the it was movie. not funny in the movie. But I, yeah, there are you know, there's a couple. That I, lo- <laughs> I mean, I love animation. I love visual gags, and there are a couple like almost visual gags that I enjoyed. That was that was one of them. Like the ketchup thing was kind of fun. Which is my compliment, actually. Oh, really? I mean, can I Great. talk about that? Yeah, yours. I think we all had jokes that we thought were better than the rest of this movie as our yeah. first compliment. Uh, mine, the one that I actually thought was funny was there are these, you know, the Brand X with their fascist army is is marching with their war machines at the resistance band of ragtag heroes, and they some of their their weapons are all food based. So they have pickle missiles that fire. They've got whipped cream that shoots out of cans and it's on that like you know kind of arm thing like a missile uh mm-hmm. thing uh side like note before she, uh, before she ordered the whipped cream she said whip them whip them bad yeah yeah uh, uh, keep going no. Not like so, so the ketchup right, the ketchup instead of being deployed like a normal missile it's bottles of ketchup but they're being held by two cartoon hands in each truck giant and so hands, these giant yeah. hands are holding these giant ketchup bottles and before the ketchup starts firing they have to hit it on the back to get it working and of course it all falls apart once you realize they're modeled on plastic bottles which yeah, this you normally could just say. squeeze I was, I, was just, I was sitting here waiting for you to finish your compliment so I could say except Chris why were they the yeah. wrong kind of bottles for that joke it's so yeah, easy they're the wrong kind of bo- I just I like the idea of that joke yeah, me too. better than anything else in this entire movie. Yeah, execution like, was not great, but the the idea of that joke was all right. Yeah, 
And so uh, going a step further, though, they if you think about it, that they were hitting the plastic bottle to just get all the ketchup at it. So when they squeeze it, it's a lighter squeeze will produce a farther squirt. Yeah. Or a more consistent <laughs> you remember that stream from physics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from physics, guys. Uh, then it, it then because I, I had the same thing at first. I was like, this is funny. This will be my compliment. Then I was like, no, that should have been a glass bottle. This is stupid. Oh, but then yes. I came back around. So, yeah, oh, okay. I'm OK. Yeah. It's uh, Newton's third law of ketchup dynamics. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like ketchup does deserve its own dynamics it in does. old laws, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that was Newton's fourth law, was just that ketchup does not conform to normal fluid dynamics. <laughs> it's non-Newtonian. Yeah. It's a non-Newtonian. <laughs> 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 you just like, whatever you want ketchup to do, it doesn't do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a cat. Yeah, also, <laughs> also ketchup does not behave the same at a micro level. It's really... <laughs> It's hard to figure out. Yeah, at a quantum level, it's, at a quantum it's level, mostly that's just what I was guesses. trying to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you put ketchup in a box and like you try to kill it, you don't know if the ketchup is dead or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Schrodinger's like, cat's up. If you take a bottle, that <laughs> uh, would work in this movie. I liked that one. <laughs> Frankly, Stephen, I don't give a spam. Uh, uh, once more into the bleach. <laughs> I wrote I wrote a lot of them down so I could <laughs> I was going of all the produce bars and all the supermarkets in all the world, Steven, you had to laugh at that joke. <laughs> All right, so let's do uh, I don't let's do a quick hates, you guys. Um, we covered a lot of hates in this uh, in, in our in, in our, our summary turns and out. our compliments. Uh, yeah, a little heavy huh. on the hates. Yeah, I, ha- I actually have two pages of notes for this, which is more than I've ever taken before. <laughs> Steven, uh, why don't you start out a hate fight? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my first. <laughs> my like, first hate is at the end. They had to be saved by uh, the, the squirrel guy. What was his name? Uh, Daredevil, Daredevil Dan. Dan. Wayne Brady. Dan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wayne Brady. Sorry. <laughs> it was obviously just Wayne Brady. Um, had to rescue them off of a t- tower that was crumbling um, the, from his airplane. And they said the fastest way to get there was for him to do a loop-de-loop, a lo- yeah. which is the slowest <laughs> way to get anywhere. The <laughs> never true. between two points is never a loop-de-loop. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but a, a chocolate squirrel is a non-Newtonian fluid. It's so <laughs> <laughs> quantum. at that point. Uh, I have a hate. So they're drinking at yeah. the bar, and the dog orders milk, which is a little weird. Not a normal dog mm. drink. But then, like, shakes his head after he drinks it like it's booze. But then the potato chip drinks potato juice. Yeah. Despite him being a potato. Yeah, it's also cannibalism, Ezra. That was more my issue. Well, hold on. Distilled cannibalism, Alex. (laughs) More cannibalism? (laughs) You just got the water out of the cannibalism? (laughs) Uh, And you added some yeast. Yeah, you did. Uh, one, it set up the great pun that he was getting chip faced, <laughs> and Stella. Uh. Two, I love the idea that a dog, which is the cereal mascot, drinks milk to get get drunk. Which means every time you pour milk on your cereal, you're getting your cereal He's, wasted. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with love that. It. I like that. Uh, I got a big hate. Uh-huh. So at one point, um, I think the so the the bat, the chocolate bat, who wants to bang slash eat wayne brady um he says like he gets killed and then he comes back to life he's like well i'm undead you know it's like you're not alive you're not dead uh you know it's like summer school and i am annoyed that we did not just instead of watching this watch the undead summer school which sounds like an excellent movie right or undead summer school 2 bud the chud (laughs) 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 i just was so excited for someone to mention movie so i could do that (laughs) Yeah. So this is a little, not even straight to hate. This is just kind of an interesting thought. You guys, you know how, one of the things I think we sh- we have to have done, because we're 239 episodes into a podcast about bad things, is we should have some theories on why things become bad. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like something yeah. we should do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like something we would have done already. Well, so I think one of the things I've noticed on this one is that, well, so 
like sign something's gonna go wrong is when the insurance company takes over and puts the movie out anyway. Yep. Right. So, Highlander um, two. Highlander two. Uh, but then also it's it's the the megalomaniac. It's one person doing all of the job: writing, directing, producing. Yeah, like the room or Manos, the hands of fate. Exactly right. Where you get just one yeah. crazy guy with access to capital for some reason. Um, just a just a quick hate to to take us home. Uh, so. We find out so there, there's an insane Christopher Lloyd like character, uh, voiced by Christopher Lloyd. Oh, who's who, the like, human or mm-hmm. supposedly human brand, brand X, X representative? Yeah. Okay, and um, like you know, really looks evil and like walks, you know, like like ah, Ministry of Silly gosh. walks. Yeah, walks I mean, as though being con- like as though he were a marionette. Right, but yes. that's how yeah, everybody was. So he was only a little bit more crazy than the other bad animation. <laughs> right, sure. a drunken marionette. Um, yeah. and we find out at the very end that he's actually, you know, like controlled from the inside uh, by this tiny uh, uh, Eva Longoria. And like, if you are a hot, like, I don't know, three-inch uh, brand icon, why would you build a batshit crazy Christopher Lloyd-like uh, human body, which within to be? Build another hot person, you know? <laughs> like, build someone who's not absolutely crazy. Yeah. No, you, you need the crazy dysmorphia to hold all the circuitry, Ezra. And also, <laughs> someone who looks yeah. crazy is much more credible. Because you're like, wow, you're the vice president and you look like that? You must really know your shit. <laughs> On the <laughs> other hand, uh, uh, he was... That whole character was carved out of a single piece of aluminum, so it was a good. It was a yeah, unibody, <laughs> unibody design. Unibody. She was really focused on sustainability. Yeah, I'll be happy for the new Retina crazy guy who comes out next year. Yeah, he's gonna be yeah. fun. <laughs> I'm tired of crazy guy, but I'm just so bought into the ecosystem of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got the crazy guy phone. <laughs> yeah. If you think you can fuck with fish tea, you got to be crazy. This is the true story of how Food Fight was made. Most of it. Well, some of it. Brought to you by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, don't be offended that we sell it when you're the one searching for it. Meanwhile, at the headquarters of the Fireman's Fund Insurance Company. Gather around, people. Gather around. Threshold Productions just had the shitty finish clause invoked in their policy. They want us to finish a failed movie as quickly and cheaply as possible, boss? Yes. Thank you, Clive, for explaining something we're all supposed to know as insurance agents. Unless someone was literally just hired today, you've wasted our time with unnecessary exposition. Oh, what's the movie, boss? Is it Food Fight, a failed animated movie featuring beloved food icons? Seriously, Ted, of, of course it's Food Fight. We're on extra strength, Zoloft, because of that film. We've talked about nothing else for the last three years. Ted, you're wearing a shirt that says, Food Fight is Ruining My Life. Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. So now I need a volunteer to be the, quote, shitty finisher. Someone who will quickly finish the movie in the next 24 hours. I don't know why I explained this to you, seeing as how it's written on the PowerPoint right behind me. Boss, what about pervy Phil? Oh, the pervy employee from accounting named Phil? Exactly. I think he has some free time. Guys, we all work here. You don't have to give any exposition on Pervy Phil. Even if you haven't heard of him, the name makes it pretty redundant. Oh, yeah. Well, how about it, Phil? Are you in? Uh, okay. Just remember, Phil, you have 24 hours to finish this movie, and it needs to be terrible. He was here when I said that. You were all... I. <sighs> Come on, let's take more Zoloft. Okay, Pervy Phil, you can do this. You just need a little inspiration. You can do it. Hmm. 23.5 hours later. Hey, Phil. You just have 30 minutes to go until the deadline. You ready? He knows! Everyone knows! Stop the exposition! Clive, I'm in a rough spot. I've, I've got 30 minutes to go and I don't have any inspiration. Well, what do you like? Butts. And, and human animals banging other human animals. Piece of cake. Just go to read-weave.com slash Amazon and buy all the furry hentai porn you want. Clive, I'm just, I'm just a humble accountant. I can't, I can't afford that. Phil, at read-weave.com slash Amazon, you can stock up on your favorite kinds of porn without breaking the bank. And a portion goes to support your favorite non-hentai podcast, Read It and Weep. But Clive, it'll never get here in time. Phil only has 30 minutes left until the deadline. No, no more exposition. We get the stakes. Seriously, is this some kind of Zoloft side effect? 
No problem, Ted. Amazon can deliver all that porn instantly to your Kindle. Your Kindle is now full of porn. Oh, thanks, guys. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to finish a movie. 30 one-handed minutes later. Phil, this is just terrible. Great work. Thanks, readdeshweep.com slash Amazon. And thanks, Japan. Readdeshweep.com slash Amazon. That's literally how it happened. All right, you guys. Now, by special... My special request of our sponsor, Zach, we are going to play King of Bullshit Mountain. Chris, you are the reigning champion of King of Bullshit Mountain, so you'll mm-hmm. t- you're, you're going to jump in. We're going to ask you questions, and if anybody yep. can stump you or steal from you, they'll take over <coughs> as the new king. I'm going to start. Uh, so I think it's hard. It's just help me decide which is the worst part of this movie. Is it the okay. animation or is it the dialogue? Or is it the the moral of the story, or is it the sort of racist character design, or or or? Uh, it's the terrible character development, Alex. Um, you oh. can forgive a lot if uh, you know you're rooting for characters and if you see where they come from, but because there's no context here for the farting, dilapidated frog who happens to be a king of something, <laughs> uh, we don't care that he's farting. Oh, Chris, Chris, what is the frog king of? Yeah. <laughs> he's king of the swamp kingdom, uh, as the swamp kingdom. Hey, Chris, which, how do you which get one? that role? <laughs> Sorry, was that the question? Yeah, go for it. Yes, how do you get that role? His father. His father uh, was king yeah, I gotta, and I think, then died. I think he's right there. The only way you become king of the swamp kingdom is when the king dies and you're I, his son. I think they go by Naboo rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, do you think that he's, he's a 14-year-old girl who's an elected yeah. official yeah, of, a, of a kingdom yeah, who has no idea how to rule? A- yeah, yeah. I'm this, just saying that's a possibility. This movie would be better if it had a lot more procedural congressional acti- activities. <laughs> yeah. I disagree. Next question. Right. Um, I have a question. Yeah. There, so I don't know how they did it, but th- there's one scene that takes place in the actual supermarket when they have to like cross an aisle or something like that. Yes. And uh, one I forget I I forget, but one of them was like caught down like in the shopping cart or was like in danger, and then Dex Dog Detective flies down on an unopened soda bottle to rescue him <laughs> before the soda bottle had opened or exploded. It was he was maneuvering a soda bottle in the air. Yes. How did yes. he do that? Well, Stephen, it wasn't entirely unopened. There was a small hole in the top of the lid, which basically formed a nozzle for that carbonation. Uh, and, and he could direct it by basically moving his hips, sort of like a, a skeleton or a luge. <laughs> uh, Chris, yeah. um, he flew on that grape soda bottle for roughly five minutes. Is that realistic? Well, it wasn't five minutes. Firstly, it was more like two. And it depends on the size of the hole. You have to understand that these characters are pretty lightweight. Um, they're not, you know, the same density as humans. They're more like cartoons. So they can so, fly for a lot longer on the same amount of force. I'm so with these non-Newtonian cartoons. A, a, a two-liter bottle flying without any kind of brand I, Exactly on it. right. Isn't the, doesn't the weight of the bottle itself negate that possibility? <laughs> No, they're very good at soda rockets in the, in uh, Marketopolis or whatever. I, I actually do buy that. Be- 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 I'm sorry. Uh, this- sorry, I'm just getting word from the judges that Stephen's concern about the physics of the soda bottle has been ruled correct. I'm sorry, Chris. Stephen Question is the then. new king of Bullshit Mountain. I'm sorry, Chris. That's what the judges said. Okay, but the physics of like, sorry, Chris, warp can't speed argue with the don't make sense. Okay. The, the Swamp King agrees. All right, Stephen, I have a question yeah, for you. For uh-huh. At a certain point, when they are rescuing Sunshine, or mm-hmm. Dex is rescuing Dan, it's, it's unclear who's rescuing whom, but they have to escape from a large industrial dryer. Dan mm-hmm. is made of chocolate and is uh-huh. seen to be running on the inside of a turned-on dryer uh-huh. uh, for minutes. How uh-huh. does he not melt in a situation like that? And follow-up question... How yeah. come my pants got ruined when I accidentally had a Hershey Kiss in my pocket and Great. then put it in the dryer? Great question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do the second part first. It's because <laughs> okay. you should have taken out the chocolate from your pants. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, the, first, the first part is this, is this is a little bit tricky here. What they did here is that why so first off yeah it looked like they were in a dryer right but then think about it why would there be a dryer in a supermarket anyway it wasn't a dryer what it was was just a fake dryer 
Oh, meant to look like a dryer. A dryer demonstration oh, a unit. dryer display. Yeah, which of course they have in supermarkets, as you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephen. Yeah. Uh, so the the chocolate squirrel and the chocolate vampire bat. Mm-hmm. Did he ever hit that? Yep. I I have a question, Stephen. Yep. Uh, at one one point, uh, Dog Detective is trying to remember what he should do in a situation, and then he says, "It's like what uh, his cat girlfriend used to always say: When in doubt, do the right thing." Uh huh. Um, just want to point that out. No question. Uh, next. <laughs> He, he actually misquotes her as the great thing. Because <laughs> what she said was, when in doubt, do the right thing, and it'll all work out. And he said, when in doubt, do the right thing, and it'll all be fine. <laughs> I, I think that counts as a steal. I, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Ezra, you're up. I just like that that is like, it's just like the most, like the most obvious advice. It's like, I can't figure out what to do here. Well, have you tried doing the right thing? Yeah. It's not super yeah. helpful. It's silly. Hey, Ezra, I have a question. <laughs> yes, Stephen. So this movie ends with Sunshine and Dex Detective getting married. Um, I would. I just wanted to know in real life what brands are actually married. <laughs> oh, um, uh-huh. that's a great thing. Uh, so okay, so the sun, the, the raisin, the sun made person who, who yeah. this cat was sort of modeled after, mm-hmm. kind of could yeah. be, except uh, a cat, right? Yeah. She is uh, actually uh, happily married after thirty-five years, to, I think, of marriage to Chester Cheeto. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. wow. How, how do they make that work? Because he, he always seems to get in dangerously cheesy situations, yeah, whereas yeah. she is well, serenely bountiful. He is uh, always pulling that cheesy lever past the point where it seems safe. <laughs> you know. I think she just likes parts of her to be orange that are like her own private business, you know? Yeah. That's, that's enough to that is oh. The corn also, area. Why would they yeah. design a lever to have that extra amount of cheesiness? <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's, 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 it's a dangerous. very unsafe design. Well, this oh, one this goes up to a lot. You answered that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, my lever should go from like moderately cheesy to like safely but intensely cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. As, uh, I have a question for you. So uh, the bad guys are using Sunshine's essence to make the additive to brand X that makes it both toxic and addictive. Yes. How does Sunshine not be toxic to herself if that additive will also kill any Ike in all of Toontown? Wait, I mean, she's... We raisins are poisonous to dogs, right? So she is going to kill him after Yeah, he likes it it's toxic. He's going to die, so that's checks out i that huh. reminds me of a question as uh dog detective so that's his family name what do his parents mm-hmm. do uh actually it's funny thing is one of them is just straight up a dog and the other one is like a metal detector and like <laughs> oh. it's, it's hyphenated oh so like it's it's mr dog and mrs active uh-huh yeah exactly and then the t is supposed to be a hyphen but it got a vertical cross on accident yeah, yeah. ellis island what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let the I'll take it. Ezra take wins it. Uh, King of Bullshit Mountain okay. today. All right, so now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're gonna go in reverse order. So that means Ezra, you're up first. What is your minor compliment? Well, okay, so at one point, in the, I guess the origin story of the called product before uh, Sunshine Goodness, uh, there sure. was this sort of like ugly prune woman. Priscilla um, Pusley's genetically giant prunes. Yeah. And, Oof. Um, yeah, and, and so Wayne Brady says, what kind of fool you know, needs a bigger prune, which is a fair question. Uh-huh. Um, and also, uh, Priscilla Pusley uh, goes to Brazil, gets a lot of plastic surgery, becomes the hot person, um, and then. Um, Although you I can guess, punch her back to her, if you she, during the fight yeah. she pops back into her ugly version. Yeah, which basically get, is the act of giving her a hernia. <laughs> yeah, in in defeat, uh, plastic surgery reverts itself, basically. Yeah, and yeah, I guess uh, that's that. Pretty sure that's my understanding of the world. So you like that. Yeah, that's, that checks out. <laughs> Confirms your worldview. Checks out. Good. <laughs> All right. Uh, that makes Chris. Chris, were you, uh, were you next brand, or poison. am I next? I think I'm next. Great. Tell me your minor compliment. 
Uh, my minor compliment is that the computer animators clearly had a little bit more liberty than uh, we think if you think of the classic megalomaniacal, you know, writer, director, producer. Um, you can tell because at every opportunity, because it's within a computer-generated environment, the camera spins for no reason. Like, it oh spins around. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much yeah. spinning. With, like, you have an object, and it's circling around it as though it's like a tracking shot, except, you know, it's computer-generated, so they can, like, go from a different angle. It's never inventive, but I think it's a small expression of Chud's freedom. <laughs> <laughs> this felt like the camera work of, like, the first... Tomb Raider game, like just like really, really, like I just wanted to like kind of like tilt the camera over and just figure out like what the jumping like pattern was that I had to do in order to get across the stones. I I was very dizzy throughout. There's a lot of <laughs> oh, yeah. nonsensical, just a lot of button mashing. Yeah, but there's no way a legitimate <laughs> film director would ever say that's okay to do. Yeah, or also that could be the insurance company at that point. That's the hard thing to tell. <laughs> could have been pervy. Could have been pervy filled. <laughs> this has been a good episode for creating recurring characters. I'm very yeah. happy with this. I am too. I yep. can't wait. Yeah. I, so the opposite. So if anybody wants to add to the wiki, please do. This is the time. So Bud the Chud is the guy who is doing the one good joke in a TV show. Mm-hmm. And Pervy Phil yeah. is the guy in charge of taking a product and ruining it and putting it out as fast as possible. Yeah. I, I just want to, for due credit, for the wiki, uh, you know, uh, my wife, Sarah, definitely gets, uh, uh, I guess, creative ownership of Pervy Phil. So. Right. Although I own all of the rights to the voice. <laughs> That's right. I am the voice of Pervy Felt. We do not have a voice for Bud the Chud yet. We might. We might not. Uh, all right. I'm going to go next. My minor compliment is uh, the Chiquita Banana Lady. Uh, she said... Uh, well, the off-brand Chiquita Banana Off-brand. Lady. Oh, I think she was actually the Chiquita Banana Lady. You don't think? No. She looked... She had... She was she a lady of size. Anyway, yeah. so the Chiquita Banana Lady uh, said this... <laughs> Me comprende a lot. And I like that they trusted us with up to one word of Spanish in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us two. We didn't have to look it all up. You know, we just had the, but they thought we could we could handle as many as one word. Again, so like she threw, I guess, a lot of her fruit stuff, which is like confusing because um, I feel like that's a part of you. I'm concerned about the amount of juice that was in all of the fruit. <laughs> Everything was really juicing. Because yeah. anytime they threw a piece of food, it exploded in a waves of juice. Yeah, even there was if it no wasn't solid a juicy... matter whatsoever in the, yeah. in the shrapnel, it was just the juice. By the way, did that feel like like half the movie was just people running away from juice? <laughs> yes. This was this was a surprisingly wet. Movie. So were the Nazis for or against the juice? I think they were fr- They were running from the juice. Oh, because, oh I just got okay. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second, but I just got it. All right, that leaves I you. See what you did there. See you, Steven. It's not a Bud the Chud joke, man. <laughs> Steven, what's your minor compliment? All right, uh, I want you guys to stay with me on this. This is going to be a little weird. Okay. My compliment is for The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm I'm here's why. The Matrix Whatever do you Chud. mean? Because that film gave me the, the perfect framework to think about this movie and enjoy it, which is this. And. Just like how the Matrix has like leftover code, right? Or like that it's going to create Neos every now and then. Like it's going to spit out like a very powerful figure. I felt like like just like capitalism and our entertainment industry and our culture and everything like that. Just like occasionally we'll have to spit out shit like this, and it's so awesome. Like just like that shit that nobody wants, but somebody thinks is a good idea, and it's not really entertaining but it's like entertaining on a very like ironic level it's perfect so that's my compliment so we this was kind of like capitalism's hairball yeah, yeah you know? and like this is gonna happen occasionally and it's awesome that it does yeah right. so this is not the film we want but the film we deserve or something like that <laughs> i did feel like we deserved this a oh i definitely feel like we deserved it no th- and that's why we totally deserve it it's just it was time it was the time for this and if it come out in 2003 it wouldn't have worked it had to be this it had to be delayed because if you take like take Toy Story and like think if, if it was not written well and wasn't computer animated well, it would be this movie, right? Like it would be pretty much the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I do kind of want to send this the the first Pixar people in like the like the early eighties and just say like maybe we should shorter make, meeting. Yeah, th- this isn't going to work. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, less of language barrier. Yeah, they'd be like, but let's yeah, go just, back to trying to make camera equipment. My my experience of watching this was like, did I? accidentally make a movie when i was 10 and forget about it yeah did you guys ever have 3d movie maker on microsoft 
<laughs> no, but like, yeah. I had a two D, I had a two D movie maker, which was awesome, and like you could like you could like have like a Siri like voice for everything. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah, what was like that? there was stuff in the late '90s that could do this animation, and it was awesome. Well, it still got one upon me. I was a hypercard kid. Oh, I love hypercard. <laughs> I wish this had been done hypercard. Do you have to just click at some point to advance the movie? I just yes. want to send hypercard back to 17th century France. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we need electricity to make this work. Damn it. <laughs> I like that. I like you, the character of Ezra, who's got like his little laptop and a little projector, and he's like <laughs> materializes at the French Revolution. It's like, oh, shit, I forgot my power cord. I'll be right back. And then he, <laughs> and then he comes back. And he's like, oh, there's nowhere to chart. All right. You know what? <laughs> Screw it. Let me just explain to you movies. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's, here's the thing. That's every PowerPoint presentation I've ever tried to do. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Okay, wait, I got the, Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, and then you're like, okay, guys. So, so first of all, well, let's go back. Electricity. Uh, and then <laughs> computers. That's a lot. And then hypercar. And then you get all of that just to <laughs> hypercar. This yeah. is this is the culmination. This is what's at top of the period. And then you just you get to that part, and then they see Melon Rouge, <laughs> and that's what the war was fought over. Actually, it was not. Yeah. It was not democracy. Yeah. Just angry One about more them. food. <laughs> <laughs> is there a practical use for hypercard today or is that no. just just the internet like i don't understand yep. this cut all right uh <laughs> let's go to work chris All right, you guys, that's it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, next week we're talking about Stone of Tears by Terry Goodkind. It's sort of like Wizard's second rule. And it's sponsored by somebody uh. who hates us and wants us to suffer. <laughs> if it helps, I, I remember listening to Wizard's first rule and hating it, but now I look back on it fondly. <laughs> It actually does help a little. Thank you. Yeah. I it, It's partially also because you're not having to read a book that's constantly quoting it. Because, <laughs> oh my god, it's like even just him describing the things that happened in the first book again to his girlfriend make me just as sick as when I lived with them the first time. You were there. You were all there. Why are we talking about it again? <laughs> uh, also, I should, I wanna, I'm should. I want to say this. I didn't clear this at a staff meeting, but I'm just going to say it. You guys, if you disagree, we can have an argument about it later see what the executive council says but i'm gonna put a moratorium on any more terry good kind books because there are 15 of these (laughs) and our fans are completists and there's no fucking way what if we just have like a doubling rule all right where just every for every sequel you just double the price we don't charge enough to begin with and there's no (laughs) way eventually though but 15 15 like two to the 15th that's great yeah, I mean, this is like this is what we said with uh, with uh, the, the the other sex torture book. Yeah, Fifty uh, Shades of Sex. Fifty Shades. Uh, the third one, Fifty Three Shades of Grey. About <laughs> <laughs> the child. About <laughs> the child. <laughs> anyway, uh, we did say what did we say a thousand dollars for that one. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. <laughs> if you want us to read Wizard's Third Rule, a thousand dollars. This is the I worst. Bet- <laughs> I bet you could put it in any hole in Alex for less than $1,000. So, like, spend your money wisely. <laughs> Wait, you think I would can, just let you can, somebody... You can, you can negate it later if you want, Alex. We can have a meeting about it. But that's what I'm going to put it out. You could put it in any hole in me? I was surprisingly dirty for you. Uh, all right, you guys. That's it for our show. So, uh, thanks for being here. Uh, send us your feedback on what... <laughs> <laughs> on, on where you would put it for a thousand dollars at read underscore weep on twitter at facebook.com slash read and weep uh, I'm out alex underscore falcon you can just tell Ezra at Ezra Fox uh, um, thanks for being here Ezra. Oh, wait there is one thing uh, I want to say thank you thank you to, to Jeff for writing in and uh, talking to us about Big Miracle whose author apparently was crazy yeah um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good get. Thank you, Jeff. We'd, we'd love to hear about your suggestions. I mean, if you guys out there are thinking about sponsoring something, or just want us to know about something, or really excited about something that you think we might want to do, yeah, podcast um, at read-weep.com. 
or yeah. Facebook or Twitter. We get a lot of those on Facebook and Twitter, which are great. Keep it up. Also, the fun thing with Jeff was that he didn't say you should you should enjoy this. He basically just gave us the report on it and told us what we needed to which know about awesome. it. And I appreciate it's, that. It's which is so much easier. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fourteen hours long. And uh, yeah, but send all those along, especially the stuff you want Chris to do at C. Walter Smith. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, at Carter Street 42. Carter Street. Carter ST 42. I live on Carter Street. Hey, thanks for requesting me for this one, and thank you for bringing this movie into my life. (laughs) (laughs) Carter Street's back. All right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, this was a really. This is a fun suggestion, Zach. Unlike the sponsor of Stone of Tears, I like Zach. I feel like Zach was like he got us. He gave us a fun time. I'm so glad I know about Food Fight. Uh, and I hate Wizards Second Rules so much. Fucking Wizards. All right, that's it. We'll be back next week with that. Goodbye, everybody. Pshh.